Hey, 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 nurse bosses. If you are a post-pandemic nurse and you are struggling with charging your worth, still suffering from burnout, and are considering the nurse entrepreneurship avenue, you do not want to miss this episode. Hey, nurses. I'm Kiana. And I'm Crystal. And this is the Nurse Boss Shift, where a shift happens. We're here to help you shift your title from employee nurse to boss nurse. Step into your power as an entrepreneur and build a highly profitable business using the skills you already have and learn some new ones along the way. Let's get into it. So on today's Nurse Boss Shift, we are really diving into this post-pandemic nurse and what it looks like for our yes. profession, but also what it looks like looks like for those who are making the nurse shift. So Crystal and I worked mm-hmm. during the pandemic to some capacity. And so we're going to kind of explore <laughs> the uh, results of that working during the pandemic on our emotional, mental, mm-hmm. physical health, and then how that kind of set us up for nurse entrepreneurship. Um, we'll also talk about Um, our desire and the urge to become entrepreneurs, (laughs) how it increased Mm. dramatically prior, I mean, post the pandemic (laughs) than it was before. So we were both considering entrepreneurship and working towards being entrepreneurs prior to the pandemic, but it kind of gassed our urge to become entrepreneurs. And then we're going to also discuss the struggles that most of us have as nurses It is also a struggle with us as nurses internally and externally because of, first of all, what society has placed on us as far as the definition and what a nurse looks like versus this new nurse that we're kind of (laughs) creating based on our life experiences and as we kind of take one step at a time. So we are going to explore that and more in the Nurse Boss Shift. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> so is that the reframe? <laughs> oh, let let's get into it. <laughs> okay. okay. So um pretty much so we're gonna dive in today and talk about charging our worth. Um I think post-pandemic that looks different. <laughs> How we yeah. charge what we are deserving of. We're also gonna dive into basically nurse burnout. You know, I've been a nurse for 14 years. Crystal, you've been a nurse for how long? 12 years now. 12 years. And the burnout kind of got put on steroids after the pandemic. So we're going to explore that too. And then also we're going to talk about the rise of the nurse entrepreneur and what that looks like in this post-pandemic era. So, Chris, first of all, let's kind of dive into the whole charging of our worth, (laughs) Um, Mm. because I don't know. Do you feel like it's changed since how do you know, since the pandemic or even our perception of it has changed since the pandemic? What do you think? Hmm. That's tough to say because there's different as far as bedside nursing or nursing, traditional nursing, and then the nurse entrepreneur. So as a nurse entrepreneur, I feel that we have had that mindset shift to know what our worth is and to charge for it. Nurses who are working their three shifts and nursing traditionally, I feel like 
pandemic, we were, we knew our worth. We were able, or we were, we knew that we were worth more. So we were technically charging more for our worth, but now the pandemic has gone by and people are still making the same as they were before. And it's kind of gone back to normal. Even the travel nurse fees, you know, they're not getting as big of contracts as they were before and we just have to deal with it. So essentially Mm -hmm. we're not still able to charge our worth at the hospital or at these institutions because we have to accept what they give us. So they needed us during the pandemic. They were, they were willing to pay us whatever they needed to, to get us to work, to get um, people to fill those positions. But now that's gone away and it's like, okay, you guys are back to normal. So we can go about charging you the normal rates, uh, which I don't think is fair to be quite honest. But um, if you don't know any better, then you just have to accept that. Yeah. And I I just feel like, you know, charging, I, we're saving lives. So I I just feel like our (laughs) worth just really bumped up like during the pandemic. It's like, Mm -hmm. we we're saving lives, but we're also sacrificing our own. And so when there's this disparity that exists, Because we know if you're in like Florida or Mississippi or Alabama, your hourly rate is nothing like we get here in California. We're like Mm -hmm. almost double the average of those states. So I think nationally nurses are starting to say, okay, this isn't fair because in California, they take care of, first of all, we take care of less nurses. So our our load is less, but also our patients are sick their patients are sick. Why in the world are they being paid $25 an hour and nurses here are being on average paid $55 an hour? So I feel the climate shifting. What do you think just from that? Yeah. And they try to say, well, it's the cost of living, et cetera, et cetera. But it just seems that the pay disparity is so much, um, it's so much great. Like the, the pay disparity is so wide that how do they even justify what they're Mm -hmm. paying these nurses Mm -hmm. for taking on even more patients, um, having even harder workload. You know, I have a friend that just reminds me, I have a friend when you said risking our own lives who caught COVID at work during the pandemic and her whole vocal Mm -hmm. cord is gone. She talks like, Mm. That's how she talks. And they're trying to send her, sweep it under the rug and just send her back to work. So it's just like the climate has to change, but it's up to nurses to um, fight for that and to know our worth and to not accept what they are trying to hand us. So I think that as nurses, we have a great responsibility as well to not accept what they're trying to do to us and to stand up for ourselves Mm -hmm. and come together to be able to get some sort of pay where it's equal all around because the same patients that are in Mississippi are the same patients in California. And yes, Mm. it costs more to live here, but why should they, why should they be making like one third of what we make here? Um, Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. that's, I don't know if that has to do with, um, legislation or the government. Um, but yeah, it's something needs to change, but I feel like it's us as nurses have to come together to make that change happen. And, you know, it's, I I understand, I mean, you know, it is business. And the the reality is we could never be reimbursed for what we are giving in return. We know that, right? We just want it to be fair. Like if we, I mean, you know, when, when I worked that travel assignment, 
I have like, mm-hmm. I, and I always tell this story. I had more patients die in an eight week assignment that I had, than I had had in at the time mm-hmm. I had been a nurse for 12 years going on 13 than I had in a combined 13 years. Mm-hmm. I am not the same. After right. those the, the post-traumatic stress that has gone on. Um, there's several nurses who you. really are dealing with post-traumatic stress from seeing those things. They can never yes. pay us for that. <laughs> they can never. So what we're asking for is not, you know, you have to pay me for putting my life at risk because you can't. Like, there's you have to pay <laughs> me for saving grandma or papa. You can't, right? right? But <laughs> it has to be commensurate of what we're doing. And if we have our medical doctors who are making three, four, five times what we are making, mm-hmm. and we we are mm-hmm. very closely aligned with saving the patient, you know, taking care of the patient. Yeah. There it, is some. There has to be some kind of balance, and I feel like. In this post-pandemic, nurses are realizing that there's a lot, there's a big push for national, Mm -hmm. national staffing um, ratios. That's something that was flirted with when California kind of started 10 years, 15 years ago with this. But now it's a huge, huge push. And I just think it's, it's, it's time. It's time. It's time for us to, you know, really charge what we deserve and actually have a good experience without breaking our backs and without, you know, it's saying that's a part of the job, you know, the abuse we experience Mm -hmm. from patients, the abuse we experience from families, you know, the list goes on and on. And I think that since the pandemic and during it and even after a huge bright light has shined on us and kind of highlighted a lot of the things that we had swept up under the rug and brought it to the rug and brought it to the forefront for sure. Yeah, it absolutely has. Um, my thoughts go to what can we do to rectify this problem? Because I think that leads to um, what we were talking to. Well, I don't know if we've, if we've mentioned it yet, but how nurses are leaving bedside. Um, so there's either two choices to stay or to leave, but there has to be mm-hmm. an in-between. Like how do yeah. us as nurses fight for um, what we deserve? Is it us coming together? Is it us, you know, more strikes or walking out? Like what does that look like for us to be able to mm-hmm. be treated fair and get the compensation that we deserve for what we've been, what we've been put through and what we um, are going to be put through in the future. Like, what does that look like um, getting those equal rights? Yeah. In nursing. And so I think, you know, charging your worth does not always have to equate to, you know, like you said, diversifying, having multiple streams of of income, you know, Mm -hmm. thinking about those times when we may get sick, you know, and who's going to, we still are going to have to have, pay bills and still have, you know, responsibilities and obligations. So that's also, I feel like kind of bundled in this movement of like this realization and not to mention people who work way less and who have way less impact make way more than us. (laughs) And we're, yeah, we're not having it. (laughs) And so the main thing is charging your worth could also, could mean staying in the hospital setting and just being in a position where you find that joy and happiness, where you feel valued and appreciated in your role and where you're able to truly take care of your patients. Um, But it also could mean, you know, considering other options and other streams of income in order to, you know, have that 
additional value or leverage to be able to live, you know, the life that you want, especially after pandemic, because I feel like life has gotten shorter. And I'm not just saying it in mm -hmm. uh, literal terms. I mean, figuratively, too. It's just we've realized, like, it's really short. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, because so we let's had talk about no clue this pandemic. Oh, I was just going to say Go we ahead. had no clue that, that this pandemic was coming. Um, and I'm sure there's the fear of what's next. Is COVID going to, is there going to be another strain that, str strain, right? Is there going to be another strain that comes around? Um, like right. what's going to happen yeah. next time? So I think we've realized that, you know, shit can hit the fan really fast and we have mm -hmm. to um be prepared for that but also you know what is that going to look like if this has another go round you know how much more could we take mm -hmm. of this um this pandemic and covid and whatever next you know monkeypox and whatever next virus is to come um yeah. so yeah yeah. And, and, and then also, you know, just to segue from, you know, just them charging their worth, we have to, we, if we, we can't talk about the pandemic without talking about burnout, because I almost oh, feel yeah. like burnout is synonymous with nursing. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if it somebody is. type in a burnout job, they, it should be a nurse in some scrub and a stethoscope, <laughs> scrubs and a stethoscope. <laughs> Cause we are exactly. burnt out, but can you, can you tell, like, let's give me a story, Crystal, of like a time when you like realized that burnout was real. Like, give me a story. Tell me a time in your nursing career where you were like, okay, this is what burnout feels like. Like, I know this is what I'm suffering. From. Yeah. So it was definitely, um, around the time when I started my first business that I always talk about, um, you know, working lots of overtime, preparing for a wedding and just, I mean, it was a horrible flu season that was in 2017. So it wasn't even COVID, but it was a horrible flu season. Um, our okay. hospital, you know, the hospital that I work at, it was normally a hospital that only took those who paid for insurance for that hospital. So the ER was used to only having, I mean, only the people who paid for that insurance to go to that hospital. But there were laws that were changed, Obamacare, et cetera, where we had to start accepting everybody. So I don't think that the hospital was prepared for that. And that's when I started working there. So they didn't know how to handle these large crowds. Um, doctors still only took two patients per hour. That was written in their contract. So if there were 50 patients waiting and we had five doctors on, they were their only 10 patients were getting seen for that hour. Um, so it was just horrible. I mean, working triage, having to sit there and, and look at these patients who were halfway dead in the, in the waiting room because nope, the doctor already saw their two patients per hour. And if it was a level two, then they only got one patient that hour. So oh um, the hospital was just not used to this overload. And especially when you have you know, it was, it's a very nice hospital. So when you have people going to used to going to County, but now they can go to, um, this, um, I don't want to say wealthy, but this hospital that had all kinds of resources, where do you think they were going to go? So the County hospital acuity went down. Our acuity was sky high. And that's what I was working in. I was just so burnt out working. Um, but I had to work. I had to put in those shifts because I had no other streams of income and I wanted this wedding and I wanted this honeymoon. So I had to work. And I remember just being extremely stressed out going to work. Um, 
counting down the hours, staring at the clock, didn't want to go in, extremely anxious having to go in, um, Mm -hmm. also working nights, which was new to me. So it was a very difficult time, uh, but I was just thinking of other ways that I could make money outside of those working conditions because I knew I could not survive like that. Um, So that was just a really trying time. I mean, it was, you know, nine, 10 hour waits and it was just a horrible time working. And that was pre pandemic. Um, So when the pandemic hit, it was just that on steroids. Um, So I knew that it was burnout because of the symptoms I was feeling, um, being very anxious, Mm -hmm. not wanting to go into work, just hating like nursing. Why did I get into this? Um, But just trying to see the light at the end of the tunnel and just keep pushing through. And that's when I decided to go back to school because at the time I just wanted other options. Um, And I knew, you know, and as being an ER nurse, it's kind of like, once you're an ER nurse, where else do you go? Because everything else seems kind of boring. Um, you're used mm-hmm. to the hustle and bustle. You're not going to go back to the floor. So it's like, where do you go? So the only out I saw at the time was getting my nurse practitioner license, which that's what that yeah. was like my way out. Okay, I can survive this mm-hmm. burnout right now because I know I'm in school and in a few years I'll have more options and I'll be able to do something else. So that was my burnout right. experience. Um then how about yours what was your yeah you know as I'm listening to you share your burnout I'm thinking you know I know how burnout feel but it's not a a collective burnout like it's not like you know there's a like I'm tired today like I'm exhausted Mm -hmm. I'm just over it but then there's a I've been a nurse for a I'm just just the whole thing right because I stopped working after three years full time, remember? So I was never like, I didn't do that for 10 years straight. And it was like, oh my God, I'm just done. Like this, it was like, I, so I wasn't burnt out. I don't think it was burnout. I think it was more so I was tired of the like bureaucracy. I was miserable, right? It wasn't that I was burnt out. I was just, I did not like it. I did, I knew I didn't want to work bedside. I did it. And then there was the bullying. There was the bureaucracy. There was like all the other things that made me just like mm-hmm. over it, you know? So yeah. I don't think, cause like when I hear people, you know, say like hearing yours, it's like, this is something that happened over time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. they just work us like dogs, but I, yeah. mine was early. So I don't think it was like the true burnout. It was just, I was, I never yeah. wanted to go there anyway. And I was just done and over it. But yeah. when I started to realize that I knew I was giving up too much of my time doing what didn't matter more to me than anything, which was my family. I knew I had to change. And it was like, I actually was working per diem at a healthcare organization that I actually liked. And I was working bedside four days a month, but it was like the traffic and, you know, just talking to the other nurses, just, you know, even at this place, which was a good place to work for bedside, it was still kind of a lot of the same stuff. And I just wanted more. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like, even though, you know, but, you know, since the pandemic, my experience was really, um, which kind of tipped me over was 
when I, you know, this particular healthcare organization and we started doing vaccine, I mean, we started screening everybody for COVID during COVID. Like this is when California mm -hmm. was shut down. Freeways was empty, by the way. It was amazing. Like yeah. usually it takes me an hour and a <laughs> half to get there. And it was taking me 20 minutes, dude. I was like in heaven. Right. So I was working, I think I worked like 16 days straight, eight hour shifts. Yeah. For, and we were doing eight hours. So it was like seven to three thirty, something like that. But it was okay. so, I had such a good feeling. Like it was like really purpose driven. It was like showing up, you know what we sign up for mm -hmm. nursing to do. Mm -hmm. Like it was like, mm -hmm. cause they didn't have an idea of like nothing. We just knew that there was this virus that got into the healthcare system and of course, healthcare providers and the healthcare team were the first to be exposed to it. So they were spreading it to everybody else. So they had to do a mass screening. And so to be a part of that, yeah. I felt so good. It was like, oh my God, like mm -hmm. I get to finally be a nurse. Like I got a picture of me on the corner because yeah. I was standing outside screening the patients because they couldn't go in. So we screened them outside and then one by one go in. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, I was so excited. <laughs> and then the politics happened. And then the not enough N95s, then the, oh, you knock, you can't wear N95s, then the, it got really thick, really quick. And I knew yeah. it was time for me to step away. So that was the, like, oh my gosh, like, even at this organization that I like kind of put on a pedestal pretty much, the pay is amazing. Like, you know, mm -hmm. it is the good mm -hmm. place to work as far as health, the bedside, but they yeah. were doing some of the same things that I had like mm -hmm. praised them for not doing when it came down to it. So it right. kind of shined a light for me. Like this shit, when it comes down to it, we are going to be at the bottom of the totem pole a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, and not only that, a lot of times we're the sacrificial lambs in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so it really shined a light on that for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I just feel like, you know, I didn't like, other than that eight week assignment, you know, we have nurses who have worked in this pandemic now for two years. And so, yeah. and some who actually graduated nursing school mm -hmm. in the pandemic, poor babies. But I feel like, dude, every year is equivalent to five years in my opinion. You know, I always say that <laughs> yeah. in this pandemic. Exactly. So like the burnout, exactly. like it is so real and when people don't understand the overall effects that it has had on us, this is the result. It's like people want to leave. 66% mm -hmm. of the 2,500 nurses surveyed in a study by Incredible Health, 66% of them said they want to leave the bedside. 43% said they want to leave the profession as a whole. There's only 4.3 million nurses and we are already short for 2022 and we were projected to be, but now you have all of these nurses that are suffering from burnout, you know, and yeah. it's, they're ready to go. They're ready to go. Mm -hmm. And guess where they're going? Where are they going? Entrepreneurship? To entrepreneurship. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of <laughs> nurses are becoming entrepreneurs. So I say it's yes. the rise of the nurse entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, yes. I think a lot of people flirted with it, but mm -hmm. after the pandemic, we got a lot of money from them travel assignments and yep. people are putting their money where their mouth is and investing in themselves 
and growing their businesses. Those who dare to. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Right. Um, I think that everybody should be doing that. Um, if not, if not in entrepreneurship, at least finding other investments, which I guess that's a part of entrepreneurship too, because you're taking your money and um, you're investing in different things and you're not depending on an employer to pay you. So in a sense, investing in other things is a form of entrepreneurship too. Um, But I think that we should, especially as nurses, all the knowledge that we have, um, being critical thinkers, being emotionally intelligent, we should get into entrepreneurship. Um, with the knowledge that nursing has allowed us to accumulate um, because mm-hmm. we should be our own bosses and we should be able to dictate um, going forward because we've been put through so much hell in this pandemic. We should be able mm-hmm. to dictate how much we're getting paid, um, spending time with family. I think those things are mm-hmm. have been prioritized through this pandemic, knowing how important family is and how life is so short and how we need to spend more time with our family. I think that the only avenue that nurses have is to, not the only avenue, but a major avenue that we have is to get into entrepreneurship um, after the hospital because we want that freedom. I feel like nurses want that freedom. We crave that freedom, especially working so hard during the pandemic and being turned down for a vacation and hospitals were short. So, you know, and we felt mm-hmm. because we got into nursing to help people, we felt it was our duty to show up to work, even though we didn't feel like it, even though we were risking our lives and risking our family life, because we don't know if we could bring COVID back home. Um, all of those things, the only next best option I feel like for us is to get into entrepreneurship and doing stuff for ourselves and being our own boss um, and just right. having the life of freedom that we definitely deserve being that we carry COVID on our backs um, and saved right. so many lives. You know, at my hospital, it was the doctors were tucked away in their offices, seeing patients from um, a camera and the nurses were the ones going in and taking care of it. And I too work for a really great organization. I will say um, I aspired to be there. I thought I was going to be there until my retirement. Um, but then I had my shift in which I was like, nope, that's not the life yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, I feel like nurses deserve that. And anyone who's flirting with the idea um, really my whole point is to get them to see that you are more than well-equipped to become an entrepreneur. Because as you said earlier, there's people with way less education, um, with way less talent and way less knowledge who are making or who are charging their worth. So why can't we as nurses do the same? Yeah, exactly. And I yeah. feel like, how do you, you know, I, I think nurses are not, like you said, everybody is not for, it does not like maybe want to start a business, but I think we should start mm-hmm. reimagining even nurse entrepreneur. What if we just take ownership of our nursing license? Like, and yeah. you know, uh, there's nurses out here now that are starting to get direct contracts with hospitals to work with them using mm-hmm. their nursing license. They have mm-hmm. their own insurance. Mm-hmm. They don't have to, I mean, you know, they don't have to worry about benefiting them. Nothing. They're negotiating. Like, so yeah. I would like in my perfect world, if we could just reimagine what 
the nurse entrepreneur, like the nurse boss, like what does that look like? And even yeah. if you don't want to start a business, do something on mm-hmm. your license. It, it We really yeah. think, and it has been kind of interwoven into our experience during our education and, you know, what we have learned about nurses that we go to school to get this license and basically we're working for, it's ours. Mm-hmm. It's not their life. We pay for that, those loans. We, we the one who right. take out those loans. We're the one who sit for the study for that test. We're the one who take the NCLEX. It's ours. And the minute something yeah. goes wrong, they remind us that it's ours <laughs> because we're in jeopardy of losing it. So I just wish yeah. that, you know, this rise of the nurse entrepreneur really changes what nursing kind of looks like, even at the bedside, even, you know, as an employee role, like, you know, by us taking ownership of our license, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say, I think that we need to also research what all we can do for our license because we depend, a lot of times we hear stories about nurses who are like, oh, well, they said I couldn't do that. Well, did you research it yourself? Like we have to take, like you said, take ownership and research what we can do with our license. We don't have to have a travel, um, I was going to say travel agency, but a travel, um, what do they call it? a staffing agency? Like you were saying, we don't have to have a staffing agency to contract ourselves. We can go direct contract ourselves to these mm-hmm. hospitals and provide these services. So mm-hmm. we have to research what all we can do with our license and know what all our license entails and what we're allowed to do with it versus listening to other people because they breed us that you get this license, you go work for the hospital. That's your only option. Yeah. And now yeah. we should be smart enough to know that that is not our only option. And there's so much that we can do with this license that we have um, versus just working bedside and just working at the hospital for somebody else. Exactly. All right. So now we have, you know, our listeners now, we have nurses who are still at the bedside. We have some nurses who are employees and maybe they're not at the bedside. Maybe they work at the, the clinic. Maybe they work at, you know, another on Disney cruise, wherever they are. Right. So what do you think and what would be your one piece of advice for the post pandemic and i we're we're saying post pandemic but we know it's an endemic okay so it's not really <laughs> gone it's an endemic now we know that covid is here right but like what should what's one piece of advice that you would have for the post pandemic nurse considering you know what we were just talking about as far as them charging their worth or the burnout or even the rise of the nurse entrepreneur what what piece of advice would you have for them Yeah, I would definitely encourage nurses to sit and really think about what you want to do. If you're unhappy in your current job role, then, you know, as we said, it might not always be entrepreneurship, but if you're unhappy where you are, then go somewhere else, go to another unit, go to another hospital. I think nurses, you know, we complain as if we don't have other options. And I do have to always consider those nurses who, because everybody can't be in California and LA where there's lots of hospitals. I know that there are those nurses who are in these small towns um, who there might only be one hospital. Uh, But if you're unhappy at that one hospital, 
then look outside to where what else you can do with your nursing license. Don't stay stuck somewhere because you feel it's your only option because I promise you it's not, especially with the rise of telehealth and these um, virtual hospitals that we have where nurses are able to take care of patients right from their home. Um, There are options for you as a nurse if you're unhappy where you are. So I would encourage nurses not to stay stuck um, being unhappy and to research your options because you have them. Um, you just have to take the first step and really commit that you are going to find a better way and you are going to create the life that you know that you want because you don't have to stay stuck mm-hmm. somewhere. We are all able to create whatever it is that we want to do. You just have to put one, fo- one foot forward and do the research and really, um, you know, find where you find where you are happy at. I just want all nurses to get to that happy place. And it doesn't always have to be entrepreneurship, but it might be another unit. It might be another hospital, or it might be starting something of your own or going completely opposite, um, following your passion. If you're a writer, get into that. Um, Explore that. If you're a singer, Mm -hmm. explore that. Um, Don't stay unhappy because that's not Mm -hmm. the type of life to live being unhappy because it's not only not good for you, it's not good for your family. And it's also not good for the patients you serve. If you're unhappy and you're, you know, um, the caretaker of a patient, they don't want an angry nurse. Nobody wants an angry nurse. So that's what I would encourage nurses. What would you encourage nurses who are struggling post pandemic? What would you encourage them to do? I, I really just want nurses to not let this be in vain. I mean, it, it, it really is something that we needed to go through. Um, and I, and just like I do in my business, you know, I always say, okay, why, what did this serve? What's the lesson I'm supposed to take away from this? And I really hope people are digging deep during this time. And I'm not trying to be all like, you know, but I really, it's really important because this is not something we have experienced to forget and go back to business as usual. And so it is my hope that, you know, we are really thinking about, you know, all the things that has happened to us. And I mean, our individual and our collective experiences. So like you, like you said, as people who have worked in rural rural hospitals, Lord knows what they've seen, you know, without a lot of resources, There's those of us who may have worked in major metropolitan hospitals who um, also have seen a lot of things and traumas and things like that. Like, what are you going to do with it? Because if you don't do some, take it and package it and do something with it, the potential for it to happen again will increase for sure. Because these healthcare organizations are going to feel like we don't see it. Just like they've ignored a lot of the things mm-hmm. and traumas that we've been through, you know, the abuse we suffer from patients. We're not protected at the bedside. We know that. And now mm-hmm. it's also shined a light on the fact that we're not protected from our microorganism enemies as well. Like when it came down to it, yeah. doctors were in the N95s and we were in simple face masks. So like, yeah. I want that to be, you know, and the nurses who have sacrificed their own lives who are no longer with us yeah. because they die from COVID. Yeah. Like, don't make that in vain. That's my thing. So when we're talking about like the post-pandemic nurse, like I hope she comes back and I say she, but we know there's men and women in nursing, but um, we know it's predominated by women, but I hope he or she comes back like with a super cape on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 
and we're not taking no nonsense. We're not taking no prisoners moving forward. Nope. You know, we are definitely nope. going to stand in our positions of power and and own our profession and not allow others outside to dictate what that looks like for us. And they're going to have to meet us where we are instead of us always adapting and changing to them. So that's yeah. something that I'm I'm hopeful for when it comes to, you know, where they are, wherever they are. I, and I'm not like, again, yeah. I didn't say anything about entrepreneurship, but the shift can still happen. It can right. still happen from where they are mm -hmm. if it starts in the mind. And we really take that time yeah. to reflect. You know, I really do feel like that. All right. So... We are going to go ahead and close today. Um, I think this was definitely a powerful, powerful, powerful episode um, and something that yeah. is not talked about enough. Um, but yeah. if you guys like our episodes, you know, we need some more uh, nurse bosses to listen to our episode right. and definitely um, potentially come on our episode. If you have an amazing story, if you are have yeah. already experienced the shift and you want to share it and you think those of us who are those of our listeners could benefit from your story, we would love to hear from you. So yes, if you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share it with your nurse besties and everybody else who is a post-pandemic nurse who needs to hear this. So please share this episode and also leave us a review and let us know how you liked it. Yeah. And any questions also, you guys, if you have something you want us to discuss, make sure you give us that information too. Until next time, you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you had as much fun as we did. And most importantly, got tons of value from this conversation. Post your biggest aha moments and tag us on social. You can find all of our info in the show notes. And if you love the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave us a review. We're so grateful for each and every one of you and cannot wait to see you crush it in your businesses. Talk to you next time.